The dawn of my Cyrus arrives. The souls of the sacrificed let us rise. Captain, medium, keeper, hostess, director, manicure, hell for the pure. Previously on Escape This Podcast. You ascend some stairs and approach a door marked Mayor Amy Hollingsworth. The man, who must be the mayor's assistant, lets you into the office and you scan your surroundings. They'll be ready for you when you arrive. I'll lock them in, give them an exhausting task. They won't fight back. Praise my Cyrus. You see, Captain Green. It's Jamie Wilson. This is Zookeeper Matt. So we've wandered into the playroom of Miss Nelson Durrett. The left side of the door didn't tell you to do anything. It certainly didn't tell you to cook up a batch of escape tea. Is some kind of dispersal equipment, like a really big spray gun. You're pretty positive that this is what is keeping the townspeople brainwashed into subservience. Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix of tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. We're on chapter six of our Children of Mysaris arc, which is getting gradually creepier and worse and worse, but I still have hope. I have hope that we'll save the town. You keep saying it's getting creepier every episode. There's got to be a light at the end of the tunnel eventually. Yeah, there's got to be a, a, a limit that it approaches in terms of creepiness. Have we hit peak creepy? Each episode, we are joined by a guest to go through an escape room with me and join me in my terrible struggles. And this episode, our guest is Katie Oldworth. Hi, Katie. Hi, that's me. I'm here to assist you. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You are you're, you're an artist and an animator. You've worked on some Cartoon Network shows before, but you're currently working on Craig of the Creek? Yeah, that's right. Craig of the Creek. It's a really cute show about a bunch of kids that hang out in the woods and build inventions with each other and have a really great time. I do storyboards for the show, and the first episode is out on the Cartoon Network app that you guys can go watch, and it's going to air on March 30th in the States. I'm not sure about internationally, but you guys should check it out. Mm. And I can't remember exactly what date this episode is going to be out, so it's entirely likely that it'll be available to everyone by then. Yeah, very well maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Now, have you done escape rooms before? Mm, No, no, I have not, no. But you do have a lot of tabletop role-playing experience, and you'll find it... Pretty familiar. This will be like an extremely railroaded campaign. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah, I do run D&D. Can I do a shout out? I want to shout out my D&D group. Absolutely. Hey, Nasty Boys. What's up? Shout out to, <laughs> to my group, the Nasty Boys, the best D&D party in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. Actually, was there a blog for your D&D journeys? There is. Yeah. One of uh, the players has been taking meticulous visual notes of our whole campaign and he's posting the artwork on a Tumblr page that he made for our group. Wonderful. That's super cool. I'll link a few of these things in the show notes, but for right now, Danny. Let's do this let's thing. Let's get into it. Yeah. So where we left off, there's a mysterious substance being pumped through the town, brainwashing the citizens through this spraying device coming out of Nelson's house. Now, <laughs> little girl Nelson. Little girl Nelson. You told little girl Nelson to grab as many of her ingredients from the playroom as she could and then hide somewhere and maybe try to cook up an antidote. Of course, you don't know if that's really possible and they would have been brainwashed as soon as they stepped outside, so 
Maybe Nelson won't see the urgency of creating said antidote. I might not be able to rely on this small child. At least it'll make her safer than if she just sat around waiting for the children of Mysaris to collect her. Mm. The question still remains, if everyone who breathes in this brainwashing mist is affected, why not you? What have you possibly done to make you immune when no one else is? You suppose you'll have to worry about it later? There's still one more profession on the list of sacrifices, which means one more person you have to rescue. Uh, yes, so from that poem with all of the sacrifice lists, I've done the captain, the medium, the keeper, the hostess, and now it is... I've got director, don't mm. I? So, if you were to examine your town map, where do you think you would go? Ah, yes. Now, I don't know, uh, Katie, if you've seen this town map. Go to the movie studio. <laughs> <laughs> well, fine. <laughs> I was going to build up to this love. Uh, yes, looking at this, this Every wonderful... Every episode uh, needs a thorough description of, of your, my town Of your map. terrible paint map. <laughs> yes, let's, I think there's, there's a movie studio. If there's going to be a director, they'll be in the movie studio, directing yeah. traffic for people to see all of the film directors. Right, <laughs> yeah, that's what I reckon. Yeah, to the east of town used to be an enormous bus depot, but Peter's Point never grew as much as the town plan as predicted. So all the buses were eventually scrapped and the depot was abandoned. Then some location scouts for movies visited and decided Peter's Point was the perfect spot for a new series they were shooting. They renovated the depot building and turned it into a big fancy film studio. What was the series? It was Stranger Things Season 2. <laughs> you yourself, Bill, have been an extra in one or two things over these years. Mm. You enter the depot building, you pass very few parked cars on your way in. They must have finished filming early today. Normally they keep going until well after dark, and it's only about 7pm now. You walk down a broad hallway and keep your eyes peeled for someone who looks like a director. Or a Mysaris child, but you don't really expect to see one of those. You head up some stairs and through a door, and find yourself standing at the back of a soundstage. The top half of the room is the actual stage, and on it you see a pile of tusks and bones, Four logs surrounding a fire pit, and a rock with animal skins on it. Must be filming something prehistoric. Behind all that is a green screen covering the entire wall. Also on the stage are two cameras. One camera on a stand, and one on a dolly. The bottom half of the room is the more businessy end, with several standing lights scattered about the place, a boom microphone leaning against the left wall, and an open case of makeup against the right that's... About as big as a computer. Lying on the floor not far from you is a discarded clapperboard and what looks like a script. Most importantly, immediately in front of you, there's a director's chair. Ooh. And in it, a director. Hey! So Katie, you are Director Proofman. Is Katie your first name Director Proofman, or do you have another first name you would like to go by? Katie's fine, but uh, Director right. Proofman is also fine. <laughs> All right, director Katie Proofman. Yeah. Look. that Wow, that sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> Look, to be honest, director Proofman, you barely notice there's someone in the room with you. You're too busy thinking, planning, making this film your magnum opus in your head. You're not worried about other people. It isn't until Bill grabs you by the shoulder and shakes you that you even look up. Whoa, oh God. Director Proofman, director Proofman. <laughs> yeah, Bill, you're not wasting any time. You ask about mysterious strangers, what information they tried to get out of Katie, and Katie, you have no idea what he's talking about. You don't have time to identify everyone you speak to as mysterious or not mysterious, but the only people who have approached you today have been asking about the movie, that's it. Yet, Katie must be one of the sacrifices, 
Because the door that you came through, Bill, is already closed and locked <laughs> behind you. Oh, no. What did you, you do, sigh. Bill? It wasn't uh, me. It was the mysterious stranger. You give a hurried explanation to Katie about what's going on and get ready to break your way out of another one. Okay. Katie, we're locked in. Sorry. Uh, again? We need to escape quite soon or you'll probably be murdered. Oh, well then. You, you don't know that. And Katie... You did plan on being here well after midnight working on this movie. So. All right, but like not with a stranger in a locked room. <laughs> Fair. We, we're on the countdown to murder, Doc, uh, Professor. Professor, Director Proofman. Um, we need Dr. to get out of Proofman, here. Proofman, actually. I'm a PhD. <laughs> uh, what was it? PhD film studies or unrelated? Uh, PhD uh, biochemistry. Oh, wonderful. Let's talk about that for an hour. <laughs> oh, no, please no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so... Katie, we need to start looking around. I find often the children of Mysaris leave strange clues all around the rooms that they lock you in to help you escape. It's very polite. Uh, but we need to see if we can get out. We should have a look at the door first to see what we're dealing with, right? Sounds good to me. The door handle looks like that of a hotel room with a spot underneath it where you can swipe a card to unlock. There are also buttons numbered 0 to 9 as an alternate way to unlock it. Katie, you reach into your pocket for your ID swipe card... Oh, but it's not there. Someone must have taken it. Someone must have taken my ID swipe card. You were so absorbed in your work, you didn't even notice. Dang oh, it. Do you, do you know the passcode to get out, Katie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, get ready and punch this in. You ready? Yeah, here I go. Okay, mm-hmm. one. Yep. Two. Yep. The next one is three. Yep. Four. Yep. Um, is it, is it open? Uh, let me just check. A little red light appears. That was last week's password. Oh, no. They changed it again. Mm. <laughs> They're very security conscious here in this director's studio, but well, only I mean, keeping people in. I mean, people nobody, getting nobody, their nobody stuff must stolen. know about this, this new Netflix show we're working on. I mean, what? Oh. <laughs> I, I write down that scoop in my little tiny notebook and I put it in the side of my hat like a cool detective. Oh, cool. Wait, can I have a hat too? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, mine's going to be a really obnoxious, like, trucker hat. How did I know that Katie Oldworth would pick a trucker hat? <laughs> no, 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 but this is, like, It's very on super, brand. It is very on brand. But this one's, like, uh, like, got a horrendous logo on the front, and, uh... You've got a Make America Great Again hat? No, God, no, no, no. Cut this. Oh, it's canon. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Uh, so let's move on yeah. from our hat situation. Uh, what do you want to look at? Where should we get started? Hmm. The door is locked and 1234 is not the code. Hmm. No. Why don't we check out the camera on the tripod? Uh, yeah, let's head over to that tripod camera and check it out. Absolutely. I, it, it works. So you could turn it on and off. You could spin it around, mess with the zoom, lots of things. You can't physically lift it, though. It's very heavy and very expensive. So, Katie, you absolutely do not plan on letting it be messed with. Sure. Uh, beside it, there's a small monitor, which is all hooked up to the green screen. So it shows both what's being filmed and the generated background at the same time. Ooh, nice. Ooh, yeah, what's that what background? Is... Uh, currently not switched on. You ah. are welcome to mess with it. Sure, I, I start pressing buttons. I start pressing the other buttons. Oh, they cancel each other out. No, no, perfectly. (laughs) The combination of your button pressing is the exact combination to make it work. Perfect. You turn on the green screen. Nothing changes on the screen itself, but on the monitor in front of you, uh, an amazing image comes up. You can see all the things on the stage in front of you, the logs and the fire pit and all that. 
But behind them, there's now a super realistic cave that ties the whole scene together. You notice an arrow button that you can click on in the corner of the screen. I click on. Background changes, and suddenly it's a moving outdoor setting, with grass and trees swaying in the wind, and deer and rabbits and boars walking around amongst the plants. Must be the background for a different scene. See, mm. if I if they had gone with my suggestion to shoot on location, we wouldn't be stuck here in the <laughs> studio. That's true. We'd be in a smaller, darker cave. Yeah, that would have been way better than this. <laughs> uh, are there any other scenes if we flick through? Those seem to be the only two programmed in at the moment. Okay. So a cave scene and like an outdoor scene with boars and, and deer and things. There's nothing else with the camera. Like we can't like, it doesn't have playback of what it's already filmed or or anything like that it probably does but there's nothing exciting about that at the moment okay what about the other camera let's just check go down the yeah, list the dolly camera cam. and then other camera sure so this is the one that's sitting on the dolly the dolly itself looks basically like a very robotic looking golf cart the camera is sitting on a little stand at the front and the whole thing is on a rail that runs across the entire front of the stage okay In fact, there's a hefty six-letter combination lock attached to one of the dolly's wheels, connecting it to part of the rail. Katie, you can explain that that's done for safety reasons. Can't have something that big just rolling around when it's not in proper use. Yeah, and it does like to roll around and it does like to knock people Mm. over. Unfortunately, you aren't the one in charge of locking and unlocking it, so you aren't aware of the code. Hmm. Hmm. Six letters, you say? Six letters. I try camera. No, sorry. (laughs) Damn. Well, I'm out. Is the camera hooked up to a monitor? Is there anything attached to the camera? That one, no. Not at the moment. Mm. Hmm. All right, well, why don't we jump on stage and start uh, messing around with the things up there? Not too hard. <laughs> we paid a lot for this for these Lifting tusks. them and putting them mm-hmm. directly back in place carefully. Perfect. Yeah, the continuity is really going to matter, so. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll check the tusks and bones. Yeah. They're fake, obviously, but they're huge and heavy anyway. The tusks are as long and thick as your legs. The bones seem to come from a variety of creatures and a variety of body parts. You see skulls, spines, even hooves. Despite their weight, you're able to lift any of them. All right. Um, if I Are there enough that I can sort of see if there's anything inside any of them? There's no tusk full of keys or anything? <laughs> Doesn't seem to be the case, no. Okay. Do they have any markings on them? Any, any, any things like scratched into the bones or the tusks? No, they, they, there might have been something like that, but they've been well covered up for the scene. So nothing of importance. Are there any skulls? There are skulls. <gasps> I immediately pick one up and put it over my own head. <laughs> <laughs> you told me not to change anything, Katie. I'm allowed to change stuff. <laughs> no, all right. What animal skull would fit like, would fit like that? Like a boar skull? Yeah, a boar skull. Yeah, cool. That yes, seems pretty awesome. I immediately put on the boar skull. All right, you're wearing a boar skull. I put on an antelope skull. You have a tiny head. I put on a, on a, what's a big version of an antelope? I put on a moose skull. Okay, fine. I don't know where this is set anymore, but moose skull. Oh, this is awesome. I'm just going to slowly build a costume for myself based on the stuff <laughs> in this room. Oh, no. You are going to make me do this, aren't you? My, this is what my you have to draw. My little hand drawing. So I'm going to have to draw both of you with skulls on your heads and... Uh, Katie with a skull and a trucker hat. And a trucker hat on top. Yeah, (laughs) make sure that the skull is on first and then the trucker hat on top of that. Absolutely. Of course. All right. Uh, What about this? So there's nothing else we can really see here. No, the skulls and bones seem to be in order. Okay. Uh, What about the fireplace? 
There's no actual fire going in it at the moment, nor, nor is there any kindling. There's just a whole lot of soot. Ooh, I dig in the soot. Your hands get sooty. I wipe them on my friend Katie's shirt. Um, hmm, okay. Well, this is dry clean only, so um, you're going to be paying for that later. Okay, what about... So we got some, like, there's nothing under there, right? I, I couldn't feel anything? No, no. It just seemed like a bunch of soot. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, all right, well, the last thing on the stage is this rock with its uh, animal skins on it. Oh, there's logs, right, around the campfire? Yeah, they're big, sturdy, cylindrical logs spaced evenly around the fire pit. Sitting on them are a few things that don't really look like they fit the scene. Uh-huh. Snacks. Very modern snacks. Katie, you believe the caterer came by at the end of shooting today and offered the still-positioned actors some sweets after a job well done. Waste of time, in your opinion. The actors never eat anything. None of these snacks have any more than a single bite taken out of them. Ooh. Uh, are there enough snacks that you could list them for me? Or is it just a general collection of snacks? It's a general collection, but I'm happy to describe them in a bit more detail. Please. So the snacks sitting on the logs are cakes and biscuits, and as Katie said, actors didn't take more than a single bite out of any of them. Every single one has just the tiniest chunk taken out, and, you know, a light smear of lipstick where their lips touched the sugary surface. Interestingly, each lipstick seems to be a slightly different shade, varying Ooh. from deep red to even deeper brown. Is there a different shade, like, to indicate, like, for each log? Like, does this, the snacks from one log have a different shade of lipstick than another? No, not particularly. It just seems like all of the actors had their own unique thing to match their own skin tones. Okay. Would I, like, recognize who these belong to? Or were these, like, not here before we got locked in the room? To be honest, you pay more attention to the characters than you do to the actors. <laughs> so it's a little bit of a muddle in your mind. That's a fair point and also very realistic. maybe there's there'll be something lipstick related later that we can come back to this you know we'll find like a a a set of lips oh do you want to check out the makeup area oh yes please yeah we'll come back to the rock with the skins later get those skins yeah get out of here skins this case of makeup appears to be sort of for emergencies in case anyone got too sweaty or something in the middle of a scene. So there's blush and lipstick and concealer. And every different product and colour is labelled with a different person's name. The actors who use them, you assume. Okay, so I really want to take some of the lipstick and put it on my boar skull. (laughs) (laughs) Which colour would you like? Oh, the brightest, brightest red. Okay. I look beautiful. I don't think I know. I think I'm just, I don't need this antelope skull. I'll put it back. I actually, before, that's too before much. you take it off, I just, I, I just make sure it's still firmly on there. I put uh, some lipstick on your skull as well. And we both look mm-hmm. great. Oh. <laughs> you can take it off okay, now I'll if you truly it No, 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 now beautiful. it's good. I'll keep it on. Oh, great. I'll keep it on. I'll put some blush on it as well. Ah, that, that's the spirit. There we go. It's going to be a weird day of shooting tomorrow. <laughs> If there is a tomorrow. <gasps> oh, oh, geez. Um, so we've got a, like a chart of lipstick by color with people's names. Hmm. Yeah, and it's s- kind of just like each little section hmm. has a couple of different products and next to that section is a different actor's name. And we've got snacks with remnants of colored lipstick on them. Correct. Mm. Well, I can't see what to do now. Uh, can, we, can we cross reference those you can definitely cross-reference them there are quite a few more than i have actually listed okay so 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 we don't quite know what we're looking for yet it's just a bunch of names we now know some names have lipstick but that's nothing new exactly 
Okay, well, maybe later on we'll need to know what people ate or something. We'll be able to work it out. Yeah, we can come back to that. Yeah, okay. We've got some, that's, some, that's the beginnings of a solution to a puzzle we don't know. Um, cool. All right, back on stage, shall we check out that rock with its animal skins? Uh, yeah. There are several animal skins draped over this rock. Rabbits, deer, boars, foxes. The thing is totally covered in them. In fact, Katie, it looks to you a bit too covered. You know your film pretty well, and you don't believe all of these are meant to be in these cave scenes. The two of you search through them for any indication of which ones don't belong, but you can't see anything. The only thing you find is that each skin has a serial code on its underside, but they're all wildly different from each other, so there isn't a noticeable pattern. Some are letters, some numbers, some both, some neither. Must be a code that only means something to the props department. Mm. Mm, Those darn props designers... (laughs) Um, I would assume if there's an animal skin that's meant to be in the scene, it probably matches the bones that are also in the scene. Like, the boar skin should be there because there's a boar skull. The the, the characters in fiction have killed a boar, right? Hmm, okay. Are there any skins? Can we identify all the animals the skins come from, or is it a bit vague? The skins are pretty identifiable. So, like I said, rabbits, deer, boars, and foxes are, are the, the four identifiable types? ones. Yep. The bones would be a bit harder, though. Okay. So there's not necessarily ones. a correlation we can see. Not between those things, Urgh. but good thought. Is there anything, like, a hiding under this pile of furs? <laughs> Sadly, no. The rock itself is boring. Um, I mean, not not boring to you. I mean, it's fascinating for the scene, right? It's it's the part of the final scene, the turning point, which the the main character has a breakdown on this rock, and the rock does symbolize his mother. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Well, the other place we've seen animals. Uh, do you remember where that was, Katie? I'm sure we saw some animals somewhere else. Oh yeah. Well, there were some animals on the green screen. Oh yes. Yeah yeah. The um. When we swapped to the outdoor scene, right? Yeah. Uh, there what were, were they? Like, uh, it's like a panning shot of an outdoor thing with like animals walking around. I feel like it had boars and deer. Yeah. There what were the animals then? There? Deer, rabbits, and boars. Ooh. Hey. So that excludes foxes, which we had fox skins, didn't we? Uh, yeah. You did indeed have some fox skins. How many? And do they have cool serial numbers on them? Let's gather up the fox skins. All right, you find four fox skins there, sort them out. So now you have four fox skins that okay. you've removed from the rock. Um, and so I am now co- wearing oh, yes. them. Um, no, I need the course. codes, Katie. Well, you can access the codes, but they're, they are going to be draped across my shoulders like a cape. All right, you're as long as you're comfortable. So my drawing is harder. I reach around Katie and I, I lift the fox skins up until I can find all of the... Uh, the barcodes or the serial numbers on them. All right. So the first one just has the serial code E. Okay. E. Second one has a capital R. R. These are very short serial numbers. Yeah. Well, the third one just has a number two. Fourth one's a bit longer. It has the words stage floor. Okay. So ER2 stage floor. Hmm. Does that have anything to do with like the, the number of the soundstage that we're on or something? Yeah, are we on? Are we in soundstage ER one? You are not in soundstage ER one. Are we or in ER soundstage? <laughs> of course, the, the surely the order in which we have 
looked at fox skins is kind of arbitrary. It could be stage floor E2R. Let's assume that they seemed to be in, in order. a nice order. Okay. Smallest to largest or something. ER2 stage floor. Um, hmm. Yeah, does that say, can I say that in different ways? ER2 stage floor. <laughs> Wait, is there, do you think these could possibly reference like characters or scenes in the script? Because there was a <gasps> screenplay in here. Maybe we go Wait, check out the screenplay? It could. It could be a call for someone. Like, if you heard that as an like, ER to stage floor. It could be like, hey, Elizabeth Ramsey, come to the stage floor. Yeah. Is there a... We had that list of cast. Is there someone whose initials are ER? Mm. For simplicity, I'll say no. Okay, so there's no, no ER. there's no ERs in that list. Hmm. You... So is there is there a different way to interpret ER2? ER. Um. ER. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ER. ER. <laughs> Is the word, like, if you say it, ear to stage floor. Ear to stage floor. I put my ear to the stage floor. You have to take off your skull. Are you sure you're willing to make that sacrifice? I am not willing to make that sacrifice. Maybe you should put your <laughs> ear to stage floor. <laughs> I'll put my ear to stage floor. Sacrificing my skull in the process. You lie on the stage floor and press your ear to it. And you hear something. It sounds like voices. <gasps> Perhaps there's... A- <laughs> They're not trapped in the floor, it's okay. <laughs> Let us out. Katie has kept us here for ten years. Oh no. You suspect there's a room downstairs with people in it and their voices are carrying through their ceiling. But they're too quiet, you can't catch any of the words. The soundstage is doing its job right. Mm. Can I knock on it and try and get some attention? You can, but you don't notice anything about their conversation changing. Uh, so, do we need to find like a listening device? Mm, oh, there's that boom mic. Ooh. All right, so boom mic, long stick, microphone at the top, cord wrapped around it. Cord has a device attached to it that is a digital recording device. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you pick this all up and you maneuver it around and you try to take it to that spot of the stage where you pressed your ear. Boom swings around awkwardly while you carry it. I have a really quick question. Hmm? Um, are there headphones in this in this boom mic system? Yeah. Sure. Okay, I'm wearing them for sure. They're definitely going, and they're big enough to fit over the boss. Well, skull. yeah, of course the boom are. operator has a really big head. They call yeah. him old boar head. Old boar head. He's always late to set. <laughs> um, but you treat him so nicely. <laughs> yeah, he's the only one I care about on the crew, old boar head. Now, they don't just... They don't normally just let anybody pick these things up, so yeah, no wonder you find it a little bit awkward. But you eventually maneuver it so that the microphone part is pointed at the stage floor. You press a couple of buttons on the recorder, and it looks like it's picking up sound. You let it record for a while, and then you stop and you press the playback button. Yeah, <gasps> what do we crank hear? the volume. Well, you hear because you've got the headphones on, yes. so you hear a full conversation going on. Oh my god. See you tomorrow. Oh, will Hugo be here? Hugo, didn't you hear? He, he was fired this morning. You're kidding, what happened? Oh, it was so stupid. Diane found out he'd written his initials on one of the costumes and you could see it in the big last scene of the Crime Time season finale. She went crazy at him and said he'd ruined the whole show. Guess she didn't realise that sticking your initials somewhere in a show or movie is tradition for the art department. It is? Oh yeah, you always make it tiny so no one will see it unless they know where to look. Usually it's somewhere behind the main character's head when they're in the middle of a big emotional monologue. Like the movie they're doing upstairs, you know, the actress they need along. No, you didn't. Yep, right behind her head. And maybe somewhere else too. Oh, okay. 
So mm. was that talking about this movie that Anita Long is in? I was talking about the movie they're doing upstairs. Oh, that's this. That's where we are. We're upstairs. <laughs> so somewhere on this set will be the initials of whoever was talking. Because they've done, just like Hugo, they put their initials somewhere near the head of Anita Long when she's doing a big scene. Mm. I'm assuming she plays the mother that The Rock represents later on. She does, she does, yeah. So we should look for someone's initials. Yeah. We didn't find any on the stage earlier, did we? No. What do you think, Katie? Well, hmm, if it needed to be on screen... Mm. uh, are there any props, like, off of the stage? No, everything from this big emotional cave scene seems to be relatively in place. Oh, you know what else is an aspect of the big emotional cave scene? Mm. The digital background. That's right. The actual cave. Yeah. Has she, do you think she's, rather than, like, scratching them into something, do you think this person's put their initials, like, digitally into that scene? Oh. One of the post department tricksters. Yeah. yeah, let's go check that out. Alright, you turn back you turn the green screen back to its cave scene one. Yep. And well, looking on the monitor, assuming that she did write her initials small enough that mm. they wouldn't be seen by just anyone, you can't really see anything. Because it would moment. be like it's set up to be next to her head in the Katie, as director, do you know where Anita Long's head is in that emotional aspect of the cave scene? Um, yeah, it, um, it is actually inside the boar skull. (laughs) Uh, Uh, So we'll have to figure out where Anita Long stands. Because, I mean, who's Anita Long, right? Oh, 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 oh. Yeah? We can figure out where Anita Long sits. I'm so sorry I'm solving this puzzle, but I think I've solved this puzzle. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Hey, it's your host and executive producer slash key grip, Bill. Just interrupting to do some housekeeping while Katie and I use our besculled heads to figure out where Anita Long was sitting. Now, when she's not wearing animal bone headwear, Katie is an animator and D&D dungeon master. Her current project with Cartoon Network is storyboarding for Craig of the Creek, which is a fantastic show and definitely worth watching as soon as you can, which is right now in the US and sometime in the future for Australia. I've also put a link to Stu Livingston's blog of the adventures of the Nasty Boys if you want to follow along as Katie runs her campaign, uh, as well as where you can find her on Twitter. I'm also going to take a moment to mention something I neglected to last episode. A huge thank you to Walid Al Ghul, who owns the Scram Escape Room in Sydney. He invited Danny and I to play through their Wizard Chambers room, and it was a huge amount of fun, with well-designed puzzles and a great atmosphere. If you're ever in the Parramatta area, it's Definitely worth your time to play through. As always, I'm also going to mention an indie podcast you should listen to. And this episode, I want to recommend Kid Tested Mother Approved. It's a movie review podcast hosted by Ruben and his mother Dawn. Each week, they give each other a movie to watch based on a theme and review them together. It's a lot of fun and they play off each other really well. So go check them out and tell them we sent you. There's a link in the show notes that's Kid Tested Mother Approved. Finally, just a reminder, you can play these games at home. The full episode write-up is in the show notes, so run the game for some friends. And if you do, tell us. You can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, we're at EskThisPodcast, or get in touch with us at EscapeThisPod at gmail.com. And it's been a while since I mentioned it, but if you want to help support the show, tell a friend about us and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that you can. It makes a huge difference in getting the show out there. Okay, 
Now, let's get back to it. How are we going to find a needle long? A needle long will be sitting on one of the logs, right? So if we find the, the snack that has Anita Long's lipstick on it, we'll know where she was sitting on the logs, so we'll know where her head would be on the camera. Oh my god, you're right. Oh my god, I'm right. Alright, yeah, let's go check out the makeup kit and cross-reference the list. You look for Anita Long's name in the makeup. So, you see a blush next to her name. It's called Burnt Berry. Don't even care, get out of here. A concealer called Sunset Skin. Who needs it? And a lipstick called Earth Brown. That's the one! (laughs) (laughs) Let's go back and find the Earth Brown lipstick matching colour on one of the snacks. Yeah. You take a look at those biscuits and cakes left on the logs, Mm -hmm. search for Earth Brown lipstick stains, Mm -hmm. and you find a barely touched cupcake sitting on the end of the leftmost log. Nice, 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 nice. Awesome, nice. Cool, so, uh... We get the camera. <laughs> okay, I'll sit. I'll sit. Um, on the you log sit there, yeah, so I can frame your head. Framing. Good idea. Luckily, Anita Long also has a head the size and shape of a boar skull, so it will line up perfectly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think th- she was kind of like typecast in the role because the script called for a boar skull, <laughs> boar skull woman. Person. Um, she was really the only one um, in the world with that that description, and except the, for your boom. Except operator. for the boom operator, who was just so irritated they missed well, out. The, well, they're twins. Ah, oh, of course. Right. Did she get yeah. did she get old Boarhead a job or did he get her a job? Well, they actually come did as like go... a packaged pair. Like you can't <laughs> hire one without the other. Ah, it's a whole unions. contractual thing. They have great lawyers. So you sit there. I'll get the camera. Sort of like line it up on your face. Okay. And you pretend you're giving an emotional scene. Um, I don't pretend. I do the emotional scene. And while she's doing that. I, I kind of line the camera up so it's frame, framing her head. I look at the monitor that's showing it with the green screen mm-hmm. thing. Do I see any initials? You zoom in on that face, that boar-headed face. <laughs> and amongst the cracks and crevices in the cave wall behind her, you see something that doesn't belong. Some tiny letters. Ooh, what yes. do they say? It says, K loves B, <gasps> but loves is spelled L-U-V-S. Are you trying to set me and Katie up? Oh, God. I didn't think about that. <laughs> oh, no. How is that spelled? L-U-V-S? L-U-V-S. Yeah, K- it's, not the, it's not the art department's initials at all. This uh, is just I, where the storyline goes. This, this was a rom-com, didn't you know? Duh. Uh, K loves B. Um, now, loves is misspelled. So I think golden rule of puzzle solving. If something's misspelled... Mm. It's a puzzle. All right, let's let's unravel uh, this mystery. What is this? So, what could could loves, inc- like L U V S? Uh, hmm. I could try rearranging it. Yeah, yeah. Could it could it anagram into? Is that the word I want? Anagram? That is the word. But there's only a single vowel, so that'll be pretty hard. Uh, spvlucked. Yeah. Spvuckle. Spvuckle. That's some fun noises to. <laughs> I imagine um, we spend okay. like 45 minutes in the sound stage just like quietly like Clubs. Um yeah that doesn't help me. K loves B. Hmm. Um I okay. Hmm this might be a stretch. Um on a clapboard there's usually like scene numbers and letters. Oh. Could it hey, reference that? Yet. Yeah, let's go check Maybe. out the Maybe that's a good Let's go check out the clappy 
Let's take a look at that clapperboard. Yeah. It is pretty it is pretty typical, just a big black and white rectangle. Printed on it are a whole bunch of sections where people can write in the film's information. So Katie, your name is there in the director section. Oh yeah. Nice. Na- name of the film is there. What was the name of the film? Stranger Things season 3. Right. <laughs> Best movie ever. <laughs> Set in a cave with a bullheaded woman. It has it's nothing to do confusing. with the Netflix show. We, we're, <laughs> we're getting our legal team on it. We have to make sure that there's no conflict there. But it is, in fact, called Stranger Things Season 3, and I am unwilling to change the name. Also on there is today's date, uh, 2 slash 1. Okay. Uh, and there are also sections for scene number and take number. Yeah. But at the moment, those are blank. Ah. Oh. So the scene is blank. The take is blank. It's 2 slash 1. And it says Katie as the director, and it says Stranger Things Season 3 as the name of the movie. Correct. <laughs> I hate to inform you, I don't know if this movie's going to do very well. <laughs> How dare you, sir? That doesn't help me. Does it help you? Hmm. Not really. Well, while we're here, do you want to check out the script that is on the floor? I absolutely do. What does the script say? Well, it's definitely a script for this movie, Stranger Things Season 3. But you don't need to read through it to learn what it's about because, Katie, you're more than willing to elucidate. It's essentially, it's a retelling of Moby Dick, but set in prehistoric (laughs) times when people lived in caves. This is a group of hunters in this cave, obsessively trying to kill a colossal dinosaur-like beast that roams the countryside, devastating all the tribes it crosses. And the hunters are so fixated on their goal that they begin to abandon their humanity and become cruel and animalistic themselves. It's a story about the killer instinct of man and how it can't coexist with another species and only wants to conquer. And how it will fight even when its opponent is superior and how all of this will lead to the destruction of the humans. Now the script itself is covered in hastily scribbled notes and based on their content you believe they're written by the cinematographer. Most are so messy you can't make out the words, but in big letters on a bookmarked page, you read, Color temperature is off. Focus blue on Udra. Udra is the name of the lead female character. Oh, played by uh, Anita Long. No, played by someone else. She's best supporting actress. Ah, okay. Udra. So so color temp is wrong? Yeah, the color temperature is off. We haven't seen anything that can kind of color correct or or blue, have we? Oh! Maybe the lights. We haven't had a look at these lights yet. We haven't. There's probably maybe some like colored gels or something over there. There are at least 10 enormous standing light fixtures all turned off at the moment and all pointing at different areas of the stage. Presumably ready to point at the actors no matter where they stand, get rid of any unwanted shadows on the green screen. Sure. They do have different sort of indicators on them talking about the colors. Now, when I talk about the blue color temperature, it's not necessarily literally a blue light. Oh, it just fine. has a sort of Feel effect blue. that one might call bluer. But is there is there one that indicates that it is the kind of blue there focusing light? There would definitely light? be uh, two lights that feel like they would be able to accomplish this. Okay, so we need to focus them on Udra, on Udra, 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 right? Udra. Ooh, can we maybe like cross-reference the makeup list again? Although that's that's actors' names, right? Yeah. yeah. Does and the script have which actor is playing which role? No, it doesn't, but that doesn't matter because, like we've established before, director Katie Proofman, you know these characters back to front. Oh, of course. So You know exactly where Udra is. Oh, where yeah. is Udra, Katie? Oh, Udra, uh... Dra, yes. Dra. Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, Just give me a spot on the stage. Oh, she's standing over there by the fur pile. Ah, 
symbolize the fact that she's sort of leaning on the on the main character's mother. Right, exactly. It is her emotional you know. and physical support in this moment. I take it back. This is going to skyrocket. Critically acclaimed IMDb top 100 films, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of that's kind of what I thought. Thank you. I'm glad you've come around. I focus the blue on Adra. All right, cool. So you take one of these lights that can accomplish the bluing effect. Yep. You don't really know much about the technical stuff about making it work, so the two of you fumble to get a bluish light aimed at Udra's position. You're having a lot of trouble angling it perfectly, though. Hmm. It keeps hitting the back of the director's chair instead. I kick it. Hey! And by... Sorry, I don't kick at it. I observe it, and I ask Danny to tell me what it looks like. right in the word proofman, which is written on the back. In fact, there are a couple of words written on the back of that director's chair. Ooh. Uh, What does the director's chair say? It says, Director Proofman's chair. Hell yeah, it does. Okay, so the chair says Director Proofman's chair. But. But. But while this bluish light is hitting it, it's oh. distorting the letters, Ooh. so you can't see all of them from this angle. What you, can I see? You can only see the O from the word Director, the OF in Proofman's, and the H in chair. O so of H. You, you give up on this because you're just not getting the light on Udra's spot like you're supposed to. So you try the other light, hoping that the angle will work out better. Once again, though, it lands right on that chair. This time, you spotlight the letters R and T in director, the P, N, and S in improvements, and the I in chair. Frustrated, mm. you just kind of give up. It must take an expert to get this light where you need it. Okay, I've got... So there's two separate blue lights that each show this this sort of... Uh, these letters, right? I don't know if you how, what you were doing with your notes, Katie, mm-hmm. but let me just read this back to see if it matches what you've got. Yeah. The first blue light yeah. gave us the O in director, yeah. the OF, I'm assuming the ones next to each other, of mm. Proofman, and the H in chair. That's what I have written down, yeah. The second one got us the R and the T of director. So I'm assuming the first R and the first, and T. Yeah. yeah, that's what I assume too. Then the P, then the N and the S, and then the I right near the end. So either we have one line that says... O of H, mm-hmm. and another one that says Rutipnesi, or do they sort of go in order as they're written? So we get, if I put that together now, like R T O P O F N S H I, like R top of Nishi, top of Nishi. But either way, that doesn't that doesn't seem to make sense either. It's got the word top of. Uh hmm. If we start from the end and loop around, we get the word shirt. S-H-I-R-T. Really? <laughs> Just if we start at the end, the last three letters and look back, <laughs> it's meaningless. Nothing immediately, like, jumps out to me. Like, f- hmm, four, top, his, hmm. <sighs> the T and the O go together. So it should be like R to P of N-S-H-I. You know, if you, le- if you're the, like, if you keep the spaces in there. Yeah. R to P of Nis. He. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make sense either. Um, consider I gave them to you the way I did for a reason. O of H, R-T-P-N-S-I. They're also broken up into some of them are from certain words, but I don't know if that helps because that just gives them spaces. Mm. Do, do we need to connect it with something else? No, but just, yeah, I gave them to you in two separate sections for okay. a reason. So Okay, so let's assume they're separate. Right. One light... Got us. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the other light is... Rtipnzi. 
Uh, hoof? <gasps> hoof! The first one. Oh, hoof! Yes, oh, cool. Okay, so the first word, O-O-F-H. Yes. We can rearrange into the word hoof. We can, yes. That's a good pick. Good work. Okay, what can we rearrange the second one into? Prince. P-R-I-N-T-S. Yeah, nice. Hoof prints. Hey! Good work. Woo! Okay, so we need some hoof prints. Uh, I don't have I don't have any hoof prints, but we got hoofs, don't we? Yeah, there are a bunch of hooves by those bones and skulls and tusks and stuff, right? Yeah, can we go back to tusks, bones, and harmony and find those hoofs? I'm already over yeah, there. Yeah, sure. I put two of the hooves in my uh, shirt sleeves so that it looks like I have hoof hands. <laughs> It's effective. Oh, Katie, the transformation has begun. Ooh. The children of Mysaris have gotten to you. Uh, I look at the prints of the hoofs in her hands. Well, I mean, they're not making any prints. I look at the the bottoms. Oh, um, um, um. Oh, the ashes. Yeah, the soot. Yeah, can we can we use the hoof print and uh, yeah. make prints in the yeah, ashes? Put them, Absolutely yeah, we put them in the soot. Yes, and then we I clump them around. Yeah, I oh, using using my hoof hands just clump 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 <laughs> clump 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 clump. All right, you dip your hoof hands into the soot, and well, I thought it was going to be Bill doing it, so I thought he'd have to apologize for making a mess on your stage, but you just make those prints all over the stage floor. You know what? I think all bets are off. This stage is just, you know, it's it's our zone at this point, so like... A little bit. <laughs> yes. Skulls are all made up and everything. Yep, yep. So we got makeup on the skulls, we got ashes <laughs> on the hooves, nice like, we're, we're good, let's just make a mess of this place. You expected all the hoof prints to come out looking sort of the same, but each one actually makes a very distinctive image. And you make four different kinds of prints in total. The first one actually comes out looking a bit like an S shape. Oh. The second looks a bit like a 7. The third one a T, and the last one a 3. These are some weird hooves now that you get a closer look at them. Yeah, who uh, the heck is S7T3. Does that possibly unlock, say, the camera dolly? No, that's six letters. Uh, does it unlock the door? No, that's numbers. Oh my god, wait, no. Scene seven, take three? Yeah, take three. Yeah, we did it. What's up, film oh, school? <laughs> we go back to the... The sleep. Yep, clapperboard. And you, I guess, imagine you don't have anything to write it on. Except uh, what about the soot? Well, it's a black background, so... You give it a go. What about the ashes? All right. You write a three and a seven where they were yep. going. A seven and a three, seven rather. T three. All right. So. And it opens up a magical portal. I mean, you wish. Doesn't do much. Nothing happens. You have a slightly more complete looking clapperboard, I guess. Hmm. Okay. What's scene seven in the script? Oh, well, that that's the, uh, that's the emotional montage. The emotion montage. It's something that uh, knew that I've been uh, trying to trademark. And most of that scene actually takes place outside of the cave and not with that other green screen as well. So it must be from another day of filming. Uh, not related to this one. All right. Um, okay. So uh, we know that it's scene seven. Ta- oh, hold on. There's now four numbers on this board. Hey, two, one, seven, three. But surely we don't want to leave yet. We never even unlocked the dolly. Should we just try and leave? Well, yeah, definitely. I go to the door and in the pass Cody number, I put 2173. The door unlocks. Oh, what? I open it. You try to push it open. Aww. Try being the operative Aww. word. 
There's something blocking it from the other side, as if someone has barricaded you in. You bash with all of your weight, but the two of you are not heavy enough to make an impact. Even if I channel my boar strength and run headlong into the door, I can't push it open? It's promising, but it's not quite there. You haven't untapped the full power of the boar yet. You just aren't ready, spiritually. I do have bardic inspiration. Can I roll a d6 and add it to my ability (laughs) check? Yes, but it will always come up zero. Dang it! Well, I tried. Okay, so we have um, unlocked okay, the Okay, so door. you know what will be heavy? You know what will be heavy enough to, to open that door? The dolly. The dolly. Yeah. Sure, it's only five inches tall, made of porcelain and wearing a dress, but it's a good dolly. A, a strong dolly. Uh, no, so we need, to, we need to free the dolly and possibly somehow reorient the, the track that it's on mm. so that it goes towards the door. Yeah. That would be like. It seems difficult. Or maybe does it have wheels as well? Did you say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we it's, can take it off the track on and the then. Yeah. Oh, so we need a six-letter combo. I try camera. <sighs> oh, you. I try. Oh, I try the six letters that we found earlier. Which were K, L, U, V, S, B. K loves B. K loves B. The lock comes off. Hey! <laughs> the dolly is now free to roll around on its rail. K truly does loves B. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do it. Let's line it up and smash this door down. Awesome. Using the power of teamwork, we do that. You try, but your hands aren't really getting the leverage you need to lift this dolly off its rails. Oh. It's just too heavy and awkwardly shaped. Maybe you should for take hands. the hooves off. <laughs> Can I I try it with the hooves off? It makes a small amount of difference. So what can we do to lever this? Ooh, ooh, um, uh, we got big old, um, uh, we got big old tusks, don't we? Hey! Can we lever it with some big old tusks? The tusks are, uh, do you think they'd be strong enough? There's only one way to find out. Oh, before I do anything else, I put the hooves back in my sleeves. Understood. Of course. Cool. Yeah. We've got to escape. We've got to escape in style. (laughs) Obviously, yeah. These tusks may have been fake, but they were still pretty hefty, and they do have some nice pointy ends that lodge quite well underneath the dolly. Oh, heck yeah. The two of you managed to lever the whole thing off the rails. Now it can roll around the floor wherever you choose. Yes! Yes! All right, let's do it. Now we smash down the door. Channel our our boar strength. Bill. Boar strength! You line up the dolly with the door. And then Katie, mm-hmm. you use your hooves to grab him as you suddenly think of something. Oh no. Oh. Are you insane? Using a five-figure value camera to bash down a door? Oh, I take the camera off. Oh, no, no, no. We don't need to take the camera off. We just need to hit record. <gasps> <gasps> I hit record. Oh, and I do that cool thing where as it dollies close, it zooms out. <gasps> so it does that Hitchcock-esque yep. kind of yep. cool thing. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Dude, you should be a director. <laughs> Well, I've been known to dabble. I I normally say no breakages, but we're getting towards the end. So you shove it towards the door. Yes, yes, yes. It almost knocks the thing aside, but the camera suffers a slight bit of smashing of its lens. Oh, no. Ah, It was a poor idea to leave it on. Oh, so maybe we need to put something better on top. Something Something a bit more ramming. A log. Log, can we log? Log, 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 log. log. (laughs) Where's my log thing? The two of you very gently lift this sadly deceased camera off the dolly 
And then you pick up one of the logs and put it on instead. Sits pretty comfortably, and with space for another. Oh my god, yeah, put another one. And a third on top for good measure. Of course. Yeah. And then I balance the fourth one vertically on top of that. Oh logs, man, this logs, is logs, so logs, cool. Logs, logs. The two of you are using perfect teamwork. One more boar strength. Boar strength. You. Boar strength! You yell out the words boar strength and you shove that dolly right at the door. And the force of it explodes through and past the big cabinet that it turns out was blocking it from the other side. It was almost twice as tall and as wide you are, but your boar strength was yeah. just, it was nothing compared to you. Yes. Bill, you, you rush out. You're slightly conflicted on whether or not to let Katie exit with you because, I mean, she hasn't been brainwashed yet. And letting her outside will expose her to that. On mm. the other hand, if she stays here, she'll get she might sacrificed. be sacrificed. I'll get her out. But Katie, you don't need Bill to make that decision for you. Look, this movie is the most important thing to you. If there are some mad cultists running around thinking they're about to summon a real gigantic beast, that can be tomorrow's problem, or at least later tonight's problem after you finish what you were doing here. Mm. No one, not the children of Mysaris, and certainly not Bill, is going to drag you out of your studio when you don't want to. I would rather be murdered than leave my work right now it's just that important stranger things season three the feature film in theaters this summer is a smash hit and i will not give my baby up in addition you've clearly proven that you can make some good weapons in this film set so you're pretty well protected at this point why do i even bother coming in here bill leave me go on solve this mystery and i'll be here perfecting my masterpiece Bill, you realize that arguing is futile. You'll just have to stop my Saras before they come for Katie. You can do that. Yeah, uh, psh, easy. Yeah. I would like a producer credit. Oh, yeah, associate producer for sure, for sure. Executive. Mm, I'll have my people talk to your people. My people is just me putting on a different voice on the phone. I like it. Why, yes, my client is very, very good at things and acting. He's a good executive producer as well. It's a deal. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Bill, before before you leave. It's just my people is just a sock puppet dressed as a lawyer. <laughs> um, I I want um to like do a teamwork, like everybody's hands in, and then on three, bore power. Okay. Alright, so a hand at hand, mm-hmm. several hooves. And a bunch of hooves, yeah. yeah. Okay. On okay. three. Hand goes in. Three, two, one. Bore power! power! <sighs> the perfect ending, except for all this other stuff that Please, still continue. has to happen. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. All right, yeah, let's keep going. Bill, as you head back down the stairs towards the building's entrance alone, deep in thought about what your next step will be, you spot a flicker of movement out of the corner of your eye underneath the staircase. At first, you think nothing of it. There seem to be others still working here, after all, in the downstairs area. But the sharpness of the movement, the urgency, your security training has given you good instincts when it comes to reading body language. And that movement was the movement of somebody who didn't want to be seen. You keep walking, pretending not to notice anything. Then at the last second, you whip around and dive into the shadows under the stairs in an ambush. You collide with the hidden person. Your hands fumble and grab at clothing while the person tries to shove you off. But you've gotten the better of them and you drag them into the light. It's the new mayor's assistant. (gasps) You're so shocked you almost let him go, but that's quickly overtaken by excitement. He's the one who started all this, the one who kidnapped Derek and got you involved. He's a child of Mysaris, and you've got him here. He looks pretty furious with himself for letting himself get caught. Or furious with you, it's hard to tell. Why are you doing this, he demands. The mist isn't affecting you, why? It's my amazing antler skull protection. 
He takes a deep breath. You don't loosen your grip on him, even for a moment. Fine, he says. Let's talk. Won't do you any good, but let's talk. <laughs>